I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Celtic Now and for our podcast. My name is Ryan Clifford. Joining me again this week in the podcast is Robert Boyle. Robert, how's things, mate? Um, not very good, Ryan, let's be honest. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's a difficult one again, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I can see how was your weekend? Did you have a good time, mate? But obviously the results are about a, about a whimper. It's pathetic, man. I just, I just, I don't think we've played really bad or anything, but just for not even to score a goal and let a glove practically win them over, right? like you had a cracking saves as usual they always but that's what he's there for that's what he's always going to do it's about how we beat him it's about how we put him under pressure for our cross balls or test him otherwise you know what I mean no for long shots um, there's just the team lack for me fight desire um, and time that we're lacking um, and hunger fight desire and I feel We've no real men in the team now. I don't feel we've got guys that are want to put their foot in or their face in when it hurts. I just feel kind of easily getting brushed aside. Um, I mean, what did we make? One tackle in the game. That's in a Celtic Rangers game. For me, there should be 20, 30 tackles getting fired in. Um, I don't know. It just... It just, this season, it just doesn't feel like a Celtic v Rangers game to me. We just seem to be lacking in a lot of fight desires, I say. Um, they seem to have the beatniers now, which is sad to say. They seem to have gained that. And we don't seem to, when we go a goal down, we don't seem to have the fight in us to go back and beat them as much. Even when the, we went 1-0 up at Celtic Park and they equalised, we didn't really push on and go and get the win. I don't. I just don't feel the players believe. I think there's a lot of. I think they've lost a lot of confidence, and obviously they're willing to win against them. I feel they've just took the edge off us, and I think that's quite embarrassing to be quite honest with you. Because let's be honest, they've got a structure, a setup, and a way to play, and we find it very hard to break down for whatever reason. I do not know. Ah, yes. It's been a bit of a, the mentality's kind of went away for us a bit. Um, I know we'll go into it in more detail, but it's just overall performance. It was 
Ah, it's just it's about individuals, isn't it, really? Um, we all know we're playing football. Football's a team game. If you don't work as a team, nine times out of ten, you're going to lose a game. Um, can I am maybe I don't know if I'm been a bit biased as I told, as I spoke beforehand with you, but see if you look at the stats, with more possession, with more shots on target, with more corners, with more action at goal. So for the stats wise, the performance wasn't. There. I know we didn't score goals, so that's the main stat, but. Stats-wise, people are saying it was maybe a, a disaster performance. It was very poor. But on the flip side, if you actually look at the chances we had, I know it's all ifs and buts and that's still the result. But parts of the game we were decent. Um, but as a whole, we're going to do better. As we spoke about before, the one before it, we, we, we John and Joe, if we are clinical, we won the game. We won the clinical. Um we can start off with the two fullbacks. I know Forrest was in the team, so it changed the kind of the kind of the, the, the diamond formation. It changed the way we were going to play the game. But the two fullbacks killed us in the first half of an hour. Absolutely killed us. Um, John Joe Kenny, I thought, was a wee bit steady. When he came in, he was steady. But recently, he's again, what lacks up when he first came in, he's regressed again. Um, as we spoke before we came on, He's getting the ball. It's somewhat the way Taylor is. He's going forward. He's going back, forward, back, scared to go in and take the guys on. And as we all know, to beat Celtic, I know we keep going back to Tierney, but he's different level. But your fullbacks have got to be flying up and doing up and doing to give you the best possible chance to score goals. There's no belief, and even driving five to ten yards up the park, there was no belief. The two of them looked terrified to me. They always wanted to get back to the centre half and the goalkeeper. They always wanted to, and for me, you're just narrowing the park if your wing-backs are going to be pushing forward and getting up the park. They're just narrowing the park and making it easy for Rangers to then crush you and the front three forcing the forcing onto the centre-halves and the goalkeeper to then go wrong. Because a few times we played no bad football, but the full-backs never gave us an option. Even when they did give us an option, they just pinged it long, didn't they? I mean, let's be honest, we know... The young boy Patterson, it was his first Celtic Rangers game. He'd have been nervous, but if you're not attacking him, then he's going to grow in confidence. And you've seen him flying by Laxalt and as if he wasn't there. And it's just, I, I just wish I went and matched him for a 4 3 3. That's my opinion. We should have just went man for man. And then exactly, you know, on the day, it's the better players that win. But that tactic to theirs and ours. But it didn't suit us. It suited them because they're always in that. Because we went a 4-2-3-1 against Livingston. We looked like we started getting a bit of rhythm. It looks like the players are comfortable in that formation, a 4-2-3-1. But then we get back to a diamond and there's no width. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't suit us, mate. I don't I don't like the diamond. And I don't think the players like it either, to be honest with you. Nah, it's Steph for me, Robert. It's, I'm the same as you, mate. The diamond just, I know we had the two or three games we've done well at it, but we've not got, in my opinion, we've not got the players for it. Um, no. You've got to have the players to suit the system. Again, we always speak about recruitment. If Lennon was wanting to play the diamond, or see, I know Lennon's left now, but if that was what he was wanting to install, you've got to sign the players that can play the diamond. You can't just sign your Elonuses again or your Ayetis, whatever, and just think, oh, good players, they can, they can play. Good players, I they can play in positions, but You've got to sign players that adapt your formation. As much as we don't want to talk about Rangers, we know they might not be the greatest team, but they work. But fuck, they're drilled. 
they've got a structure, they've got a lineup where the players suit the system and it works for them. So, and that's why they've won the league because they've been consistently better than us. I, we know individually, in my opinion, I do agree with what Kendi says. Individual, if you look at individual talent, we are better. But as a team, now, we're never near it. And you've got to agree, Kendi Rangers, we're not with a glove on them, as she says, all season. And it's not acceptable for a Celtic fan's perspective. And and see when it shows you <laughs> on Twitter, it was a photo of the Celtic support, you had Morwells or all you guys. They're the guys that have soaked the ten, in my opinion. They're the guys that have totally, it's totally, it's very, they've been just, it's been a bad demeanour for the full season, for the start of the season. Ah, you can maybe say the board either give you 15 million pounds to spend, whatever, but it's just, for me, Robert, it's, you can go on all day with this, couldn't you? It's just been an absolute damn scrub of season for the get-go, for Lee Griffiths, came in overweight, for this, for that. It's just a... Ball and goal, I've got to spend. It's just a roller coaster season, and I'm kind of glad in the way now that a new structure is going to be happening because it's going to give a new lease of life, something different to look forward to. We just need to get out of these next four games, but when it comes to the Raiders' Celtic games, we're not going to go over all season. I performance will maybe get better, we all know, as much as I'm saying stats and this and that, the result matters the most and we've no good results. we scored, what, one goal against them in four? I think it's been 50 shots or something, Robert, in one goal or something. Something like that. Something yeah, like that. Is, that's, that's, that's all we've scored against them. And I think, the, the as us players, we don't believe now in this season, this season especially, we've no belief we can beat them. And Rangers have took that on board and they know attacking Celtic because we're defensively so weak. They know that. And when they scored that goal on Sunday, I just went, oh, fuck, here we go. Here we go. I, just, I didn't honestly believe we would have got back into that game. And that's sad to say. I just feel the way the team is, they play as a unit, as a team. They're all in it for together. together. We are as individuals. We've got players that don't want to be there, players that are obviously running out of contact, players that are leaving the club, and I think it's just taking its toll and it is just needing ripped up. In the next four or five games that we've got left, I'd play one or two youth players because you know what? What 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 else can we do? They'll know exactly it's not as if we're not going to finish setting. We're already twenty points behind in the league. This is the time to breed them in and say, is that is that boy got potential? Let's see it in the next couple of games. But you know what? These boys will give me a heart and some of the cunts that were on the park on Sunday. Because a lot of them, for me, it's not good enough. Simply not good enough, and that's why we're in the state we're in. It's not good enough, mate. Um, and as we're talking about, we're talking about individual and team. Just during the game, there's guys, Elanousi, as much as, listen, Tumble for me was a bright spark again, right? But, You've got to, then there is, even when I played that, all I'd done was run. You've got to run, you've got to fight for your team. And Elanousi's running past Tumble. Elanousi's playing further and forward than Tumble, and he's for the first goal. And Tumble only started sprinting when he seen the ball was in the box. And it was that's my old man at point of view. why that's him just getting to the ball now. It was just individually, we're just slatting, and a team was slatting. Um, the first goal for me is, I do agree with what they were saying in Premier Sports, like, as much as Laxalt was at fault, as a man, Ayers got to take blame as well. He was closest, it didn't go there, and it's took Laxalt to position. And it's kind of, it's no made Laxalt a scapegoat because Laxalt should have done better, but it's took Laxalt to position, which 
you don't want. But in general sense, it's a bad goal to lose, and they've got Kenny at the back post. Fucking name manager land again. Kenny should be flinging his cell into that full heat, full blown. Anybody letting a guy overhead kick it, and you're just turning your kind of turning your back like you would do in primary school. That to me just and the goalkeeper's so weak, just flings his hand up. The goalkeeper should have even been coming out and putting his arms up to block it. You know, I, I just that's what I mean. It's the mentality, and the old saying is. Celtic shirts soon shrink to fit inferior players. Sorry, it's shrunk a hell of a lot this season because of a lot of inferior players that are in a position that they should never be in. To me, that's just the, the, how we have been all season. I don't know if it's the players, the board, everything about Celtic. The arrogance has been there. that They think they've just to turn up and beat people and it's just a god they're given. And I think that all went when Rodgers went, to, as far as I was concerned. The mentality of being on tap, the discipline, everything, the training, and it just degressed, 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 and they kept improving, improving, improving. And you know how it is? You're going down an elevator and somebody's come up, you're going to meet at some point, and uh, they've overtook us, and that's all down to Celtic as a club and how we've been running, how we've just dealt with things. I mean, many times we've got into the Champions League in the last 10 years. Twice, I think, three times. That's not good enough for a club at Celtic. And I feel that's just down to arrange stupidity and no planning and no day things, right? Because obviously people will say, I we can compete with this and that, but as we've spoken about before, I actually don't spend a lot of money anymore. Leipzig don't spend a hell of a lot of money. I think even I think Spurs. Team, Zagreb. Aye, Zagreb teams are that even clothes. Flavia Prague. Even I think is it Spurs? I think Spurs net spends even Spurs net spend isn't that high either. And I know they've, they've, I know they've got quality players. That's I'm just talking about the money sense. The money. Where's the guitar fit, man? You played. Eh, uh, Canada. Oh, they're all three players. Eight million. Player. Eight million. They spent eight million pounds. That's what they spent. So that's how I'm. I'm banging on about. We spoke about it for months, Rob. But it's the equipment's got to be better. You've got to get these. We you can't always get a gem right, but you've got to look at these guys and you've, we've got to find something better instead of paying five million pounds for a player who's no playing. But you might be able to get a guy for maybe one million pounds who's doing maybe a, a le- maybe the same job, but maybe in a lesser league. They've got to try and get these wee bright sparks. And as he says, John Park did get a few rings, but that team we had with Lennon in the first instance, they were all it was a, it was a decent team we had. It was a you seen on the park they were this team spirit was there. You guys like Kyle who banging into tackles. I know he got a bad injury. And it kind of got him off course, but even Brown back then they were flying into tackles. So Redley, is, aye, you'd a, a, a bit of dick, but you'd a bit of technical ability. And aye. for me, it's the dynamics of the team is just, as you mentioned, Brown McGregor, they don't work them out of the part together. When the charm is there, we find on about it, it didn't work, and they still kept playing him. Listen, I've always said, I was a bad, big admirer in the, in the charm. The guy's got a lot, a lot of talent, but as I said about Edward after the game on uh, Sunday, for me, obviously talking about Edwarda now, as a striker, I score, score 50 goals a season. But if you're not doing any more than that, you're not a team player. You've got to do a lot. I put it up for myself. You should score 20 goals a season, but see if you're not doing anything after the park, your team's going to get frustrated. You need to do other things after the ball. You need to help. You need to run. You need to tackle. It's a lot more. You judge men are striking and scoring goals. I it looks good when you get 20 goals, but... The attitude of the team's got to be better. Um, again, I'm not going to question 
the professionalism of the players and saying no trying because they're obviously trying. Maybe we just know it's just not enough to get us to where we want to be. I think it's just too many players don't want to be there, right? It's as simple as that. There's too many contacts can do. Too many players are probably in comfort zone. They've been there for too many years. Your Beatons, your Griffiths, your players like that, even your Scott Bain and that, comfortable, aren't they? And where their surroundings. And I think you need somebody to come in and rip that up and just say, nope, I don't want you, you, you. I want I want to bring new players in because at the end of the day, you're on 10 grand a week, you're on 18, you're on 12, and I can get one cracking player in that will play 50 games for us rather than between you 3 playing 12, 15 games. You know what I mean? That's just an example. I'm not saying they three exactly, but just an example. Um, the recruitment side of it, surely you've got to look at the mentality of players. Can you come into Celtic and experience experiences at Celtic and realise that every game you've got to win because I feel the players were brought in in the summer. Wax out. He likes to sit up and play computer games. To me, he's just a stupid wee boy, right? He is. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, he came in and he looked brilliant at first, but now he's driving about in a fucking old mini and playing computer games, and I'm like, this guy's just, he doesn't give a fuck. That's my attitude. He does not really care. John Joe Kenny, Everton Reserves, is that the standard we're now going at? He was with Schalke last season and won. Nah, no good enough for me. No get the mentality. Shane Duffy, no get the mentality. Barkas, no get the mentality. A Yeti. Doesn't know he's got the mentality. To me, none of these players look like they're hungry enough to come and play for Celtic and fight for their players and do it. Klamala again, nah, no get the mentality. It just to me, we're not looking at we'll just try to pick players up and just to, I don't know, maybe lazy scouting. It just doesn't work. It's no work. We've not looked at a player, looked at his stats, looked at his mentality, looked at his hunger and went. Right, he'll come into Celtic and he'll do a good job because that's everything you need to look at at Celtic I can't see that in any one of the players just in my opinion maybe I'm talking absolute garbage but that's just how I feel and I just feel that's the way we've been this season the recruitment's just been rushed through probably about two or three targets in front of these guys we can't afford them and then they're further down the line and that's what they're left with No but ah. Uh... No, I'm, I'm with you, mate. Um, as you mentioned before, you, you've got a wee spiel there, that you've got to actually bring in players that suit the way we are playing. As you mentioned, the mentality club, people will realise when they come here. See, once you say for Celtic, as much as it's it's uncalled for in the world, right, but you're going to get called out when you're walking about the town. You're, you've got to have thick skin. You've got to have the mentality to just shrug it off and go to training, work hard every day, and know that you might be in the papers, know that you might have this hysteria about you signing. You've got to have the mentality to sign for even Rangers, these big clubs, you've got to, a yep. certain player's got to play for these clubs. And you watch, you watch from my players talking about it, you've got to have a certain, we've used it quite a lot here, mentality. You've got to have a yeah. set drive to actually be in these, as Paul Lambert calls it, a bubble. It is a bubble. It is a bubble. Ah, it's a, a bubble, bubble. Um, and then when you leave it, you're like, whoa. It's it's a total big comparison to other clubs. And hopefully, I know we'll, we'll go to speak about Don McKay, whoever comes in as a manager, and if as a DOF, as a, as a director, technical, we don't know what's happening, right? Because 
we all know it's been a bit of the waters have calmed about the situation with managing, but whoever comes in, they've got to install again, but we've not had this season, but we had had as a one mentality, a hunger, a desire to work as a team. And if it is going to be the how, I know it's quite, it's went a bit stale with him, and we don't know what's happening, but they obviously watch some videos here, when you hear him talking, he would install the obsession of winning, desire, training hard, working as a team, and whoever comes in, it's got to be, I think it's people, got people saying that they don't, they don't think it's going to be a big rebuild. It's a fucking humongous rebuild, because as you mentioned, we don't know who's going to be here next year. Is Aya going to go? Is Edward going to go? The wrong guys are going to be back. Elanusi will he stay again? We don't know. He's going to maybe go. Laxalt, Kenny, Scott Bain for me is going to get shipped. He's going to get shipped because you can't yeah. have you can't have your fourth choice go last season. Come out with your number yeah, one. Your first That's, choice. Just, in my opinion, it just doesn't work. And I think you agree with me. I think a lot of fans will agree. It's going on a big season if you want to take it to Europe. Um, you've got other it's guys. You've got other guys like Sheffield and Owen, Bio, you've got all these dead work coming back. Jack Hendry, as you mentioned, says he doesn't know it's, it's in Celtic hands. I know he get, he's in one of the best players in Belgium. Uh, defensive rise that, it, it was on the day. People are talking about on Twitter, will he come back? For me, I don't know how good the standard of Belgium. Is he going to improve us? In my opinion, no. It's, again, it's just my opinion. Um, we need to do better. We need to get, we need to get rid of these ball playing centre-backs, might have maybe have one ball playing, but you've got to have, as, as, as Joe says in the last podcast, a big bruiser that can go through guys, just defend, no nonsense what we thought Shane Duffy was going to be, and sadly not, he's turned out to, to be the guy that, not the guy who we thought he would be, but we've got to get just a bit of nasty about us and a hunger to actually win games because we're lacking this season, and again, I can agree with Gordon Strack night, I don't know if you watched the aftermath it, Robert, but People were getting starting a bit of, oh, what's he talking about? I can agree with that. It is one bad season, but you've got it. It was, I think it was a bit tongue in cheek. Aye, but where have you been for the last nine years chasing us? You've only chased it once here. And I do agree with starting that things have happened. And listen, they'll be back next year with a new manager. And fans might say starting was wrong, but I don't agree with what starting says. Some I don't agree with, but the majority agreed that it was basically saying, look, listen, you need to remember, look at the chances you had in the game, look at this, look at that. It's not just all about how poor it was, and I do agree with him. I like that Stratton stuck up for Celtic. He never had for it. Mm-hmm. He, he told you that he was there to support Celtic, and that was it. Aye, he did rabble on a wee bit. Aye, but... See, the end of the day, there's not a lot of Urex players and stuff that stick up for us. Like Andy Walker's your Charlie Nicholas, he's your Chris Commons, his latest. At least Stratton came out and stuck up for us. Aye, might not have might not have been the time to obviously stick up for us because we just get knocked at the Scottish Cup and stuff like that, aye. And probably a lot of fans are going, oh, shut up, you know what I mean? You're talking garbage because you're angry at the time. But at the end of the day, he stuck up for Celtic and he let you know, no matter what, I'll not just slate Celtic for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. And even by Carson, to the extent, was sticking up for us, obviously, he was disappointed. But these guys know what it's like to be at Celtic and know what it takes to win. And probably watching that this season, after watching everything in the last nine seasons, I've went, that's no Celtic we know. And they know that there's things no happening and things haven't went right. But we're really going to as a club. I don't know what's happening. It's went austere on the manager front. We just, we've been very, very quiet. Dominic McKay's been in two days now. There's not been a peep. There's, I've got the notifications on my phone and 
Twitter that's come up and saying Celtic woman. Now I'm going, no giving a monkeys about Celtic woman. We've got to know about the, the guys' first team, that I mean, no, the women's team. Um, I don't know, Ryan, there must be stuff happening behind the scenes, but it's very, very, very quiet. And to be honest with you, the next four games, John Kennedy's never going to be a Celtic manager. There's no danger yet. Um, he's got to use the young boys in the next couple of games because for me, some of the players don't want to be there. He's talking about Tom Rogic today that he wasn't fit and all that. Tom oh. Rogic isn't he going, what? He says he wasn't fit, but he's on the bench. I don't know, I just so, said, but so, hey, so, so, so he's now fit for Aberdeen a couple of days later, I know. That doesn't make sense. He says he doesn't fit, right? So why is he on the bench taking a space for a player who's fit who come into a job? That, that again, is mismanagement we've had all season. What was happened to Mikey Johnson? Can you explain that one to me? He says he was injured. But again, that wasn't put out there. We didn't know that. Silence again, silence is definitely. Aye, uh, it's just, it's weird, but as I say, there's a few young boys, the boy Montgomery and that, it's a left back in there, I think. Why not give him a shot against Aberdeen? There's got to be, next dumpteen games, four games, they've got to give these young boys a chance. You know what I mean? Like, some of these young boys have signed new contacts. Get them in there and give them a chance. Get the keeper Hazard back in the sticks as well. Give him a chance or Barkas, whoever it may be, and let's just see, because... Surely now there's no pressure. These boys can play without any pressure. And it gives you some sort of idea the next couple of games what you've actually got in reserve if these boys are going to be good enough. You know what I mean? Especially guys like, as you mentioned, Barkas, Nayeti, guys, Montgomery's, the young guys who are signing new contracts. Um, I think it's Dame Murray, I think they guys are they've all signed new deals. So, yeah. I give, give them game time, as you mentioned. I know no games are damn good about Celtic, but it comes to winning things now, Full game is whatever to go. It's not a lot left to play for. I give these guys game time and give give him a bit of confidence going into, into the season. Um, but it's just frustrating because, and then obviously the game back to the game, the missed chances. You had Elanusi the touch was you despite better. Um, obviously, apparently missed Edward. Obviously, Griffiths is wanting it, and then they missed it. Um, again, look at the one. Look at the one. Right, I thought the penalty wasn't there. It wasn't a pure stone wall. It was it was a penalty eye, but it, the one before it, big Holland, right? That boy plays with his arms all game. He's got his arms around Edward all game, every time. Edward's playing with his back to goal. He's got his arms around him. He gets away with it every single time. And then Elanusi sidesteps him. He bare hugs him, mm-hmm. and he gets played on in the miss. And to me, that's a, that's a stone wall penalty. But Elanusi should have maybe went down. But big, the big guy gets away with it every game. I don't rate him as a player. The big hand, I think he's just a big, he's like a big wrestler, man. He's a big dump one. Arms are always all air, players. And he gets away with it because he's wearing a certain type of shirt. You know what I mean? If that was any other player, I, don't, I think it'd be... If that was, say, big guy at the back, Cod Morelos and that, do you think it'd be a different outcome? Is he even talking about Morelos again? He done two of two of these fucks again and get away with it again. Uh, what does that guy need? What does that guy need uh, to get booked? What does he need to get uh, sent off? Is he going to actually do like he did to, uh, last year, the year before, where he's left to go to be an absolute idiot and date right in the referee's face to get a put him? Listen, I've played off. And if that's the case, Aribo should have been sent off because that would have been his second book at the okay. penalty. See, I played up front, right? 
I did do these wee nicks and flips, I but I didn't do it to be malicious. Listen, I've got respect for guys. A football player, he's a he is a decent player, right? But the thing he does, people say it's experience, not it's 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 beyond borderline badness. Now you don't you don't do that, and he's in a way bit as you mentioned because he's been a different colour of shot. People go, they're certain fans, you're saying this, you're biased. No, it's the truth. He gets away with every game, not just against Celtic, yeah, every yeah. game, and. Funny enough, when Rangers, apart from the game in the weekend, when they're maybe nothing each other, one they'll do another one they'll up and they're under pressure, they get away with something all the time. It always yeah. happens. So, uh, people go Look at the Hibs goal. Look at the Hibs goal last week. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Big Hollander just decides to fall on the deck. I don't know what he's doing. How? How? I mean. how? <laughs> how is that the rule? What was the matter with that? He runs about bear hugging people the full game and then somebody nudges him with a shoulder and he's about six foot four and fucking 16 stone hits a dip. Was he the best? It was he on the penalty shout you're talking about in the game of Sunday with Hollander, right? After the game, they spoke about it with Derek McInnes and they asked him, was it a penalty? He went, uh, well, if, if VR was involved in the Leesman, well, it would have been a penalty. So what you're saying is, Derek, it was a penalty. So what you're saying is, VR would have given us a penalty. So obviously, we don't want VR, right? I don't want it, I don't like it, but... <sighs> What he's saying is, ah, it's a penalty. But because he is obviously an ex-Rangers player, he's no one to say it's a penalty. But I didn't, be honest with you, I didn't see firsthand, I didn't see it's a penalty. But when you look at the replays, he's tucked his shirt. As soon as you tuck somebody's shirt. He's pulled his stomach. It's his lower body. He's pulled him back. It's just, I don't, I don't know. Baffling. Very, very baffling. But, but when it comes to us being clinical, for me, if Edouard scores a penalty, we probably maybe going getting our goal because we're starting to get create again, and it's frustrating <sighs> as fans. It's frustrating because you know, as we spoke about before the game, Robert, that if we defended, we'd have won the game, and we didn't defend. It was just silly mistakes. Kenny, even the second goal, killed this man again. It's just, it's very frustrating to watch. If he's coming across like why does he know? That I mean he's coming across at that angle and. It's like a sidestep. Why is he not just clearing that ball into the, the Brimlon Stone, right into the tap of the Brimlon Stone, if he's coming in at that pace? It's meriless, like, he's if he's trying to block Kent and it's just flicked off him. Mm-hmm. But he should be putting his full body again, Kenny again, it's just, it's not good enough. And that's how he's in the Everton reserves and he'll never get another contract with Everton. To what I've watched him, I don't think the ball's good enough. He looks all right against your eye. St. Johnston's and your Livingston's and that, but I think we you could probably play them look good against them because they're no under any pressure. It just shows you as well maybe how good Lustig actually was when you when you Aye. take away now. I, I did rate Lustig a lot even when they say that his legs were, were dying. He's still playing with Sweden. He's still Sweden right uh, back and he's about 33, 34, whatever it is. We had a double hip operation. So could he have stayed for another season? Of course he could have. Even you could have put him into centre half. People they moved him into centre half because he's experienced. Again, it's decisions. Again, we don't know if Lennon did what to keep him and the board went no. Because we we know now that the board they intervene the transfers as we've heard for other outlets. We know that happens and we can see it for face value that it happens. And again, Tony's come out today basically saying they weren't keen on me. That is just that is a big for me, it's a big slap to the fans again. But you uh, had a guy in the building, he's been to your training room, you've spoke to him, but nah, I don't I don't fancy. Why did you get a guy up, speak to him, 
show me training and go, do you know what, pal? Nah, do you know what? I don't fancy you. So where's the point of scouting them in the first place then? He goes on and scores 29 goals in the championship. But then you've got people on, as as fans they be talk, people say aye, but he might have come up to it and failed. Listen, he scored about fatal goals, whatever it is, in League One. Aye, it was League One, but he's a goal scorer. So he's only, he's only, he's only, he's only had the, the boy on for Blackpool telling us how good he was. He's only went up one league. So uh-huh. could he have done it in Scotland? Of course he could have. But uh, he's powerful, I know, that we're wanting. I mean, as, Edward's one of the most powerful. I yet he's only a wee stumpy guy, and so is Griffiths. But he's maybe somebody that you could have been using his height, his pace. Would our team lack pace? Who in our team would just say is quick? That you can get a ball and turn somebody. Forrest, I mean, Forrest, that's it, isn't it? I bet he's been injured last season. But he's fit. No, really, Aye, no. There's nobody else. You've not got a guy. Else, yeah. You've not got a guy who can take the ball with stuff and neck and take guys on at all. No. Rangers have that in Kent, right? I'm not saying Kent, Kent's absolutely brilliant. But what Kent can do is take the ball in a half turn and run, mm-hmm. drive at people and get you 5, 10, 15 yards up the park and create something. We don't seem to have that. We had it in abundance. We had it with Sinclair, under Rogers. We had Paddy Roberts. We had Forrest. Now we've got none because Forrest has been injured all season. We had stockpile our winners under Rogers, and now we've what we've got what Ella now say we don't even know if he's really a out and out winger. Forrest injured. Fred's out and loan. Mikey Johnson's been injured for a year, so we've not got any winners, and that's what's a killer all season having no word from the team. But the best it is, as she says, we've had the summer and January to buy a wire and they didn't buy a wire. Uh, the focus the focus January on Ben Davis had us had our had our January to sign him and they sign him. So I know we've had volume on the volume says obviously high can take time depending on what happens for either uh, side. But surely if you like a player, you talk to him, you try and get something done as quick as possible. Surely a transfer sh- a guy who you want and basically saying, I'll come, maybe like your Tony deal. Why does that take three, four, five, six weeks to get a deal done? Again, it just seems to be Celtics, right? They don't know how to get deals done or get things done quick enough. I mean, Ben Davis, I don't think he's played one minute for Liverpool, has he? Has he played a minute? I think he's been on the bench a few times, but even then, he's been in the squad. The young boy for Celtic, Liam Kelly's played more than him. I mean, uh, he's been on the bench now. I, I don't know if that young boy's... I think he came on, did he know, for one of the games or something? I'm not sure, mate. Okay, I don't know, I'm not sure. Anyway, a pure waste of a transfer. I, I get Liverpool's a glamorous club. I get that they're, they've won European Cups. I get that they're challenging for Premier Leagues. But I get 25 to then go and maybe earn 25 grand a week. And he can have, say he was getting 28 Celtic or 30 at Liverpool, right? just say for instance. Gone playing at 25, getting a chance to develop your career. What's he going to do next season? They're going to put him out and loan to somebody. He's went there, he's not going to achieve anything. They're voting for two million because two million are other pools, which they can make that in fucking two hours work. So that's just to cover. And then you'll never hear him again when Van Dyke and Matt up and all that's back. So it was a pure stupid transfer. A transfer that didn't even make sense to me. But again, that's going to Celtic for not getting the deal done quick enough. Just like many mates, again, I, I know as fans we can only speculate, but it just doesn't seem that we get things done quick enough. 
Um, and obviously qualifiers are coming up in 13, 14 weeks. We all know, beat, unless we get a new manager, it's going to be beat on a Welsh in it at the back. Typical yeah. Celtic, and it'll be, I will maybe get a, a Diddy team the first two or three rounds, and we might get through, and then we'll start panicking, we'll sign a £5 million centre-back to try and get to the other line. And I just hope that, obviously, we'll talk about Mackay, but he comes in, we get a new manager very soon, but I, don't, I hope we don't leave it to the last game of the season or something go right, that's that announced, because... I know John John Kennedy came out today and says that planning's already under under well uh, under underway. How can you plan with a manager? How can how can you do it? How can you physically? Exactly. I know there's things happen. Exactly. I know, um, I know things happen behind the scenes with recruitment. Obviously, days daily work goes on as normal without a manager. But the manager is a figurehead of the football department, surely. So he's got to deal with the transfers. He's got to say about training, about where they're going to go. So how can you plan with a manager? That's a, a, again, if you can, then tell me how you do it. But for my knowledge, how can you know of a manager, but then plan for your so-called qualifiers? How can you do it? You can't, in my opinion. I know. I, I find it very bad for me. Then get a chief scout. Aye, how many? So how, how 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 can you look at players? I know we'll have other scouts, but surely your chief scout's a guy that goes, right, this is, I'll take that to the, your Peter Lawwell or your Dominic McKay and say, right, this is who I identified, and then you speak to a manager. We've not got a manager, we've not got a head scout. We've just, our youth system is went to pits. The team, half the players are leaving, or they're not deemed good enough. This guy, Dominic McKay, I don't think he'll sleep for the next six weeks. I don't. You can't. You can't be able to go to sleep. They're going to need to feed them on <laughs> 300 coffees a day and go out with mate. You just need to keep working in the coat because we need this, we need that. The best it is. Obviously, there's a photo in the day and he's like, can I blow suit, man? You get slaughtered right away. I'm like, big man. You've I wouldn't care that. if that guy turned up in a kilt and a sash on his neck. See if the guy does a good job. That's what matters to me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I know a true story about when Martin and Neil signed Craig Beatty. And Craig Beatty's a, a, you know what he is, right? I know say. And Martin and Neil says to him, son, I couldn't give two monkeys if you're in Glasgow on the 12th of July marching through the streets and with the bands. He says, see if you scored goals for Celtic. That's what matters to me. That's true. I only know that because a boy, I play football with his cousin. <laughs> he tell him that. That's what he signed when he signed him. He signed Craig Beatty. That's what he says to him. No, so, but I, I, I was two in a way. Listen, there's probably three or four Celtic fans in there. Uh, when there's fans in the Celtic team, for me, a wee guys, it uh-huh. happens, it happens every team. Uh-huh. Um, but as you mentioned, if as long as you date on the park and you date after the park for your for your team, then I you'll probably take it. Um, I just think planning-wise, we just, we just need to plan better. Um, even with Rodgers, the planning wasn't great. Um, we turned up with was it Peter, uh, was Jack Hendry and was it Ayer? For the, no, wasn't it Ayer? It was Jack, Jack Hendry and somebody for the qualifiers against Athens and again we failed. So because uh, that was the one by that I was meant to have said they didn't to play that. It was aye, aye. So I don't know, mate. I just hope going forward, the guy McKay's got a lot of work to do. Um, I like see the, whoever comes in as manager. There's a thirty million bounty on the heat, a forty million bounty because. Whoever wins the league next season goes straight into the Champions League. So we can't afford to fail, no matter what. You can't give them a shot at getting into the Champions League because we always like their finances. 
aye, they've got share issues every two weeks, man. That's what they do, aye. But they're gambling on all this, knowing that they've got a chance of getting into Champions League. They might not date this year because it might be a bridge too far, but if they win the league next year and we don't, we could end up in the next No, it's bad, but the next day then, we need money and they could end up being the way we were. It's funny how football changes and we really need to wake up and smell the coffee at Celtic as a club. And Dermot Desmond, I hope his golf course is shut for the next 12 months because the cunts never have it. And he's always just wants to... Never, never appears at Celtic when it matters. You'll hear him coming out and saying stuff in the paper on that when Celtic are doing good. Same as Peter Lawler. It's all right when the going's good, but when the going's tough, these guys are never to be seen. They're hidden. I just hope they've got an ace up their sleep because I think they deserve they deserve it after the, the way they've treated us this year. Oh, don't worry, mate. We've got Jose Mourinho on the, on the pipeline. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, as soon as he left, mate, I knew the rumours were going to start, but um, again, I just hope whoever comes in, if obviously it looks like maybe guys, obviously we don't know the guys' feelings, but maybe Edward, Ayer, these guys will go and, and I just seen people talking about the day, should they play a game for Celtic, should they know, blah, blah, and I just on a poll, um, out of like 200 odd votes, 83% says no, bin them, and 17% says keep them, but I can understand fans' feelings on that, but see if we don't play the guy again. His value is going to go down again because nobody's going to see him play for the next four or five games. So his, his value penalty was down. a disgrace. His oh, penalty oh, was a disgrace. disgrace. It was a disgrace. It was. I swear, doing that. I think I could have had a harder shot into the wing than the back garden. Honestly, it was pathetic. But you can't turn around and say he's no time. He's no. I. He's not been up to his best. I. The French always look sluggish and as if they're no time. Even Dembele when he was at Celtic. Some, I'm watching him going like he's not in the mid today he wasn't and then the week later they're getting bang a hat to again mm. it's just the mentality I think it's a French mentality and I'm not saying that in a racist way but the French have got that lazy attitude about them mm. we want them to be obviously trying but I, again maybe he's scared to get injured because he knows there's a big transfer coming mm. and the summer there's linked with Leicester again a 20 odd million I take it and move him on if that's what it needs to be but you can't even no play him and you've got you've got what four games left, five games. You've got to at least game a, a couple of day games. I maybe take him out of the team a game and put him back in. But as you say, you don't get he's not seen for four or five games. People might go at ah, he's not getting a game of Celtic and they're no. twenty points behind. Mm. You know what I mean? You don't know how people think. But I that season he's not been the best, but he's still the top goal scorer at Celtic. So if that's him not his best, then yeah. others are really bad then. No, but what you were saying when it comes to the French mentality, it's, it's Sam Rass was a bit like the same. Sam Rass was a bit, but on his game, I always says, you knew when Sam Rass, his first run, if he get by the first guy, you knew he was on his game. You knew that was him. Um, and then Sam is the same he's here. He's still here. Lethargic, but and then he, he came up with a, a boom, a pass. Let's go... You're not saying anything bad by it because it's true. Some these the these the guys who are from Spain, Greece, and France, they're more relaxed about things, their nose up tight, and they, they just they walk about like they're playing with their pals. That's just the that's just the gear. That's just the way I think the Scottish guys are more and the nasty. These guys are just more relaxed and they float about. And Edward is always, but even with Rogers, he was like that. He was always kind of relaxed. And but 
when he gets the ball at his feet, he comes alive. I just think maybe fans are just... Lennon said something about when he first came in, didn't he? Lennon says he was dead lethargic, dead, laid back and that, and he thought, oh, what's going on with him when he first came in? I just think that's just him, isn't it? That's just him. Aye. Um, I yeah. don't think you'll ever change that, but I did say that if he is going to move on, um, obviously, if he moves on, if it is a Leicester or a, or a Hearts or whatever it is, they're going to maybe have a... a they, they will obviously sit down and tell him what the, the, the demands are of that league. He will need to run about more. He will need to hold the ball more. He will need to put. Yeah. He will need to be more physically demanding because if it is a family he's going to go to, he's going to need to do a lot more running than he is going to be up here again. If yeah. we get a new manager, we could persuade him. We don't know. We don't know what his agent sent him. Again, you know, but football um, agents these days are no obviously. We had William on, and he says obviously it's different now. It has the tenuity when he was doing it. It's all different now, and. Agents have got a lot more involved now. Um, we don't know what's happened, but my personal opinion is if we're going to get £20 million, I think in the current climate, I would maybe say, right, OK, go, because that means it's going to guarantee you money for a new manager. So in £20 million, in my opinion, depending on how much we're going to get for that, as a squad to build, you can build a squad of £15 million if, if you recruit correctly and you get, as, as we mentioned, that uh, team man you played, but a few transfers, so it is doable. We've got 11 million for Fringporn. We must have got about half a million for El Hamid. I don't know how much we got for El Hamid. There's maybe talk about a two million deal for Jack Kenny for that Austin sad um, bio. I don't know if there's a bio causing him. Just say a million for him. You could have the best part of 2025 million to rebuild that team, as well as a good manager, depending on who you get ready, who, who you keep, and obviously. It gives you something to build on, but I don't know. Is this all part of they can't get anybody in the new because they don't know what sort of transfer budget they've got because they're speaking to players and agents and stuff? That could be a, a reason behind it. We don't know. Um, like Edward, Christie, and Ayers only got a year left in a contract. Are they trying to negotiate with their agents to then find them clubs to go, right? We will get concrete offers for blah, blah, blah at such a rate. All right, so. Well, maybe speaking to Eddie Howe and Eddie Howe goes, right, blah, 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 I would like to bring this guy and that guy, that guy. What sort of budget have I got in Celtic? Go, well, we don't know until we know season book sales and what we're going to be, who we're going to get sold. So that could be a factor behind it. I'm not saying it is, but it could be. Well, as you mentioned, we get £36 million for Tierney and Frimpong. And yeah. then we've, we've brought on two loan players. I know we had the Hamid, but We've signed three left backs, Taylor, Bongoli, and um, Laxalt, right? Laxalt. And my opinion, are they, are, they the, are they going to be first choice? No. People were saying, should Greg Taylor be left back next season? My opinion, no, because he's not going to really get. I'm not, again, he, he could get better, but he's no for me, he's not a Celtic left back. Um, again, if it is Eddie Howe, he might come in and transform him. Fair enough, I'll hold my hands up and say, right, Greg, I'm sorry. By the way, do your stuff and I'll support you because no matter who plays, I'll always support them. But you've got opinion as a fan, and I don't think he's going to take if you want to do well in Europe, as Peter Lovell always says, we're an elite club, and as you've said, we need to do well in Europe. You can't be signing guys to come on up. You've got to sit, you can't be getting guys who were at loan and going, right, okay, we'll bring them back in. They've done okay in a loan spell, but they can't all of a sudden just be, oh, boom, they're going to be first teamers. It took Ayer a while again to come back and get in the team, so. You can't, we, we can't buy own potential anymore. Next season's got to be guys, as you mentioned, big guys and are going to come out of the first team and play and we get into the qualifier and in the group stage because 
if it is a group stage, we get any, as you mentioned, it's 30 million pounds right away, or whatever it is. So, and that should yeah. maybe a header Rangers again. Obviously, we don't know what they're going to do because, as you mentioned, listen, we are Rangers fans are spread coins. Yeah, you just don't know what a financer will be day because it's out there. He's yeah. signing. He's again new guys, new contracts because you can't sign other players. That's why you've signed two or three transfers in January because, as you mentioned, there are shadow issues. But again, it doesn't get mentioned. I'm not here to talk about Rangers, but we need to start. We have still got the financial advantage. It was nineteen million pounds or something like spare. Plus, that was no including the money for Frimpong, and it's no including money as you mentioned to guys who make so in the summer. So. There's going to be money there. Fans will say, or oh, we don't know, not there will be money there for some sort because if it means that Desmond's got to bank bowlers, then there's going to be money there. So, but it's where that money's going to get spent. It can't be fifty million pounds spent on players that are not going to come in and do the job now. It needs to be players, I would say between twenty-five and twenty-eight players that have played at levels and had Expe- so many games. Experienced an experienced player that will come in and just slot into the team you know just bulk up in the squad what we've done what's happened to the deal with Carmara that was all the papers or Twitter it went all quiet again or not I think Kennedy says it was getting done but I've not heard it official that's another strange one as I say it's, you're waiting on that to get through and all it's no but that's just Celtic's way I suppose I don't think but as he says, Ryan, it's got to be experienced. They've got to be experienced. They've got to come in and improve the squad. You can't just keep bringing players in to make the squad bigger and bulkier because a lot of them are dead light for light and they're no any different. We've got to have different options at wide, up front, attacking midfielders, defensive midfielders, flair players in midfield. We've not got any of that throughout the team. We can't change our game and say, they like put an Akamura in there because Nakamura will open up that defence. We've not got anything like that. We've not got a target man when you're playing in a bobbly part against a right rough team. We've not got that. We've not got centre-halves that go and attack the ball with a heat. We've got full-backs that are weak and get, get run by quite easily. You've got a goalkeeper that can't command his area. He's good with his body feet, but you could put anybody at field to play with the body feet. Mm-hmm. It's just so many things. It's just this season and it's just that is hard and we need to have options in every position and have a squad of players that are good enough to play for Celtic. They know they're just it's just like a garbage yard, isn't it, man? There's too many of them that are just no good enough and need to be moved on and get what we can for them and rebuild. I mean you're talking about options, you've got to have at least at least two or three for every position. Um especially at your full back. Aye, quality? Aye. Nay. Or youth players? Aye. As we mentioned, the youth players this year, if it had the next four games, give these guys chances because if we're going to get a chance now when there's nothing to play for, when will they get a chance? Oh, exactly. That's it. And if they're going to be good enough, you'll never know. They can go and play these games without any pressure. It's... Aye, and the guys like Ayeti, hard kicked the ball because he's not been getting my chat. People, people have got opinions about Ayeti, right? And people saying he's maybe not fat enough, he's not done enough. But see, you prove yourself, as you mentioned, you've got to have a run of games. You can't have two games and then no play for four and then play. Listen, even yourself, when you played, I was a striker. See if you're, see if you're playing 10 games in a row, you don't score goals. Fair enough, I'll accept getting that, I'll accept my criticism. See if you're playing two, 
poor three, then you score, and then you get trapped, you get ten minutes. You get, it's very hard as a striker to get a rhythm and yourself be played midfield. If you're not playing all the time, it's very hard to to play, no play, play, and then get back in again because your performance level is going to drop because you're not consistently playing and getting used to the playing with the team and getting used to the formation, the structure, and again keep yourself fit. Match fitness is different to playing training. You can train all day and day forty mile runs, but if you're not playing ninety minutes compared to every two or three days, of course you're going to lack fitness because it's still going to be there. I I don't know if it's done. He's not doing it in training, or he's just went with tried and trusted. I don't know. You don't know what what goes on. Um, as you say, there's no pressure. No, there's nothing for this to win. There's nothing for this today. I we don't want to lose the games, but see if it takes to maybe on earth a wee gem, a left back, a right back, or a right mid, a young boy, and you go, oh, he looks the part. Mm-hmm. Then so be it. That's what the next four games should be about. That's what I feel. That's I think the support would accept that the next three or four games if we can on earth one or two gems that could be gone. Right, he's got a, he's potentially got a, a chance for this in the future. I think that's behind the scouting as we spoke about. A lot, man. The, the recruitment's going to be a lot better. Um, if it is getting a wee gem here and there, um, I think that's going to be kind of it's going to be a, a big thing. Obviously, we don't know what happens with Brexit, so you might need to get a wee free transfer to a lower team or whatever. But it's a maybe a wee gem because um, I think we're lacking when it comes to that. Because as you mentioned, we've, we've got a lot of options. Even even the youth players coming through, there's maybe one. Yeah. We spoke about, remember we were talking about Van Hoydonk's boy Aye. and his goal scoring record and that. I think he's a, the Dutch league is a, a league that we could exploit because that's where we get Van Dijk that for. And I think he could be an option and I don't think it would cost the earth. I think he's got some crazy goal scoring record this season, like 20 odd goals in 25 games or something um, and a couple of assists. See if we have maybe, let's say for instance, we look at him and we go, right, Leicester's got to give 20 million for Edward. Buy him and buy an striker, mm. and you've got two options in. If he's maybe the goal scorer and then you've got a target man as the other option and use Edward's money to place the strikers. And that way, at least you've got a couple of options. It's different. Aye. It's just, it's just, we've got to plan ahead for these things. Sass, I generally don't think, again, even when we have been winning trophies, the next year we've sometimes we've not really we've even recruited well, but because you're winning trophies, it doesn't really it's not apparent. But now it's became apparent that people don't deny I was I was a big believer at the start of the season. We've signed these players, we've kept a I think we're all the same. We've had a decent Monday, yeah. we've signed a decent goalkeeper for Athens, played in Europe, a striker for Basel, who played brilliant at West Ham, didn't really get a chance, but we know it's like doing doing the Premier League if your face doesn't fit you don't play um, Elanusi we've done well for us came back in again Tumble brilliant signing Duffy Premier League thinking brilliant no hell sort us out and then you've, then uh, I think early on we've seen the first few games you're like yeah, this is we need to sort uh, this out we, we were talking in October about a new structure we've spoken about uh, early on the season yeah. things are not going well here and I was, I was still kind of clinging no we'll get to 10 we'll sort it out Glenn will get sorted and November, I'm like, right, if he goes here, we can maybe, we can, we can get it back. And it's just, 
as we mentioned, it's just complete, complete, get complete. We're still waiting in the review for January. <laughs> but if you we're going to tell us about the review, we've got a review and we'll let you know um, what's happening. And to me, they never had a plan B. Celtic just thought we were just going to turn up. It was a given that we were going to get the 10 because we flung money at these signings. We never had a plan and structure to say, what happens if winning goes in five, six games and we don't win? We don't have another backup plan. We need to have somebody there that we can bring in that will rescue and that will get us going. We just never had that. We just arrogantly thought that it was a given that we were going to get the 10 and that was it. That was all we thought. And I think that's one of the biggest problems I know. I'm not going to lie, mate. I generally thought 10 was a certainty. I did. I've said it and I've got egg in my face now. But I just thought that, see, even after the game on Sunday night, Gerard, it kind of, it's gave me a wee bit of a, all right, okay, fair enough. He says that that's the back to their best. That's what he says in, well, after the game. I'm, if that's even their best, then they're not going to improve much more because they're not going to really, unless they sell a Morelos or a Kent or a, a Tavernier, they're not going to spend four or five million pounds in a, a fantastic player. So, we'll move. When it comes to that, if it comes to that, if that's the team that's going to be our next season, then we've no much to go for. I've no, obviously, they're, they're the standard bearers now, as um, Harson says. That's the standard now. We've got to get past it. But uh, it's gave me a wee bit of a wait a minute here. If that's, if that's something that's our best, then what have we done all season, man? It's frustrating. Uh, I, I understand. Listen, listen, their stats tell you they've been the best team. The retail doesn't lie. Total respect them. They've beat us fair and square. But as a Celtic fan, it's just very frustrating knowing what you've got at your locker. Because they're not a team of a dick advocate under the, the past where you go, oh, they blow us out of the water, they're an absolute brilliant team, they've got great players, no, but they, they work as a unit, Aye. they work as a team, that's that's it. And you need to be better than that, and that's what we've not been. I just think we need it's to work as a... better as a team, isn't it? it's a team game, isn't it? and I think we are individuals, um, and I just, as you mentioned, I just think they have, the beat is because they're a better team, and I've just spoken about they're drilled, they've got asked. A philosophy, but they stick to, and as you mentioned, top options. Davis might drop out. I know Ryan Jack's in it, but he might step in. People might not rate Ryan Jack. I maybe don't rate him as much as but other fans will not rate him. Scotland fans or Rangers fans, but he can step in. Boy Hadji, you don't rate him either, but he can step in. The guys to step in, they can play. We used to have that, but now you're like at the weekend, Rogic wasn't fit. We didn't know that. So if he had to come on, he won't do the job. You've got beat on. He, he's going to come in you've no got guys that are going to come in and go boom he'll do a job but as you mentioned you've no got your wingers like Nakamura Maloney you've McGeady's you've all the options even with Sinclair Roberts Forrest even with Lewis Morgan and Johnson you, you had options but now you've got what one wire base at Forrest who's fit even though he's no fit so if I realistically you've no got a wing that's fit because everyone is she's is he a winger? Is he a striker? Is he a 10? We don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. It's, uh, it's baffling. Again, it all comes to the plan, doesn't it? Um, and again, obviously, talking about planning. This Super League, what they planning here? It's nuts, isn't it? It's just taking the full... The good thing is there's about three or four teams pulled out tonight. It's greed. It's total, total greed. It is... I mean, it's not saying, it's like saying... We don't like competition in the leagues. We don't like competition in Europe. We don't like it. We just want to have it against all the big rich teams and 
you can't even tell me Tottenham and Arsenal are in that bracket. What they are super clubs. They've never even won the Champions League. I know. Many of them. You know what I mean? It's disgusting. It's Real Madrid. That's behind that. I know. And I, I like how Bayern and Borussia Dortmund um, were the first clubs to say no. And then PSG forward suit and says no. I know all the English fans are kicking up but to be honest here, but let's be honest, the Premier League's got all that money. I know it's getting a bit of a playing field with some of these teams like Aston and Villa don't need to sell Grealish because he's, they can offer him 200 grand a week quite easily. Crazy, he doesn't really need to go anywhere. Harry Kane can stay at Tottenham the rest of his career because he doesn't need to go anywhere. Before the Premier League really invested a lot of money and stuff like that, neither did they really touch Man United and Arsenal, did they? No. All the clubs down there have got money. They're all getting invested in billionaires and I think it's a bit of cheek for them as supporters to turn and go at it. Oh, no, we don't want a Super League, blah, blah, blah. It's all about the fans. I think half of the games you watch in the Premier League, it's all Chinese Aye. tourists and people from all in the world. Like, normal fans have been placed out of it, didn't they? Um, it's just that, obviously, your teams like Real Madrid and Barcelona want something like they've got because they're not getting nowhere near as much money as the Premier League's getting. Um, I get it, but... To me, it's no real football. I mean, you remember, Ryan, years ago, when we were growing up, when you were 14 and 15, right? Perez is saying, the Real Madrid chairman saying, young boys now don't watch Champions League football and don't watch football. When we were 13 and 14, you could turn on ITV on a Tuesday and Wednesday night and watch football. Now you need to pay X amount of money to get BT Sports and Sky Sports to watch it. So, to me, they've priced it out. The average young guy... You now have to pay X amounts to watch it. I think ever since that's that's the difference. It's pretty, I think ever since Sky came in, it, isn't it? it's just totally Sky Sky's kind of a ruined football, um, mm. in a way. And I think that's they're terrified of somebody else taking the rights after them. I mean, Amazon Prime on it, you can now watch games in Prime, so that's the I know 60 70 quid a year. BT, and also 70, 80 quid a year. Your Sky Sports, 100 quid a month. It's insane. You could literally be paying about a grand a year to watch sports. Well, even for us, to watch Premier Sports, obviously, Macy's all, all go it. We'll say we've we'll got it a bit, but we've got it about some things on, on the sticks, right? So, uh, but you've had to pay for Premier Sports. It might be 12 quid a month, whatever it is, right? But you pay for Sky already. You already pay your TV license for BBC and whatever else. And then you've got all your Amazon Primes, you've got your Netflixes, whatever else. So you pay for all this, and then you need to pay for for, for your Premier Sports to watch the Scottish games. Why can BT or Sky not just get a full package to show you all uh-huh. the football? I know they've introduced two hundred twenty-eight games next season for like for Tonksy if it's a season bit harder, you can watch it on the Sky. Right? For all that probably news, but is that not really what it's been this season? Because you've been paying for your range for subscriptions anyway. So. But I agree with you when it comes to obviously the money situation, it's ridiculous. As you mentioned, the, the Real Chairman mentioning that. But see, I, I'm nearly 28. I still love watching football, Champions League football, and even when I was younger. All you done was you wanted to play for Celtic, right? But that's all you watched was European football, as you mentioned, ITV. You watched it all the time, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Oh, well, I did Barcelona. Even uh, on Sky, La Liga was on it, and they've took that off it now. You can't even watch that unless you pay for uh, Premier Sports. 
as you mentioned, it's pure, it's pure greed. Um, and the real team is saying, um, oh, all these teams are free for a million pound. Well, see if you give four hundred grand worth of wages to players, Aye. you're going to yep. be in debt. So, is it not really? Exactly. I, I, I said it on Twitter, cry me a fucking river. You're exactly, guys, Gareth Bale, I don't know what they all might say, it's 400 grand a week or something. But then you're moaning about being in debt. Well, don't give, give these guys big money, get a spending cap, and it'll stop all this happening. But that's this is a problem. Like that boy Haaland, his dad and his agents took him all over Europe. He wants six hundred grand a week wages. He's twenty. What 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 does he need six hundred grand a week wages for? At twenty years of age. It's crazy, isn't it? That's what's wrong with football. That's what's wrong with it. As well as our TV deals and our sponsorship deal. When I was growing up, I used to love going playing football at the back garden with my mates, and then. Go up and get my dinner early on a Sunday and watch Italian football on Channel 4. Uh, Champions League nights, Tuesday, Wednesdays, on ITV. I mean, we couldn't afford Sky when I was a wee boy. We couldn't. I remember my dad got a chip box years ago when I was young and I was like, wow, what's this? And I was a wee boy. It's like, for young people to grow up and watch football, there should be ITV or Channel 4 or something should have it again because there's too much yet. No pay per view. I'm telling you, big games in football is going to be like a boxing pay per view. Mm-hmm. That's what will turn into. It will turn into Real Madrid Barcelona Champions League final. Can't watch it anywhere else. Pay per view, 21 quid. That's what will turn into. And it will end up, that's why football will go. And nobody will get to watch it because it will need to be that you have to pay per view. World Cup final, pay per view, will not be on BBC that anymore. That's what the future is going to be. That's how disgusting the sports becoming. It's all greed and money, and it? it's just money. Greed and money, mate. See, see what, horrendous. See what one of the some I, I don't want to get quoted who actually the person was that says it, but saying this guy sports and they're saying their job is a cover to maximise revenue. And this, I, you maximise revenue for season books, hospitality, strips, sponsorship. You'll be creating another league, which means you'll get was it three hundred billion or million? Four billion pounds, four hundred and fifty million each club go for just right. joining it. So you're getting that. So you can go and have your fancy game against your Arsenal's, your Barcelona's, your racing ones, but then you can go and play Burnley on a Saturday. That can't, that's not right. So that means, say, say Celtic get asked, right, which I don't know if I get asked, but say Celtic's I will date, right? So Celtic play racing one on a Wednesday, and then I get back to playing Hamilton again on a Sunday, and then they'll play Spurs. And they've that, just made, they've made £40 million that, in one game. But that's what you, as you mentioned about when you were younger, Playing with Celtic, blah, blah. but you're playing in the Champions League. You qualify to go and get the nights, get the big nights, and the fans exactly. you fight. You know, I don't want kids to... grow. Kids grow up. I want to win the Champions League, playing the Champions League, watching the Champions League. They don't grow up to go at a Super Cup. The where all these teams created it. It's like something like a fucking pro evolution soccer. Isn't it? Manchester Red and fucking Merseyside Red and all this crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, it, to me. They're just trying to, they're just trying to ruin football. It's as simple as that. All these billionaires and all these guys that've got too much money are just trying to ruin football. And where does it? I mean, right here it does kick off. Right, just say for instance it starts, and the first cut of a year, everybody's going, "Wow, this is fantastic. This is amazing," and everything else. Where does it stop for there? Where does it go for there then? Does it then become you? You? You get too. Two glamorous teams are made up of, like, you would get in a friendly. 
for like World Dead or we'll, we'll bring Zidane into that team and we'll put Kinkafu into that team and where does it where does it go then? Where would it where would it end? It's absolutely it's, I don't crazy. I don't get where where it would end up going to. I don't know where it's going to if it, if they allow this to happen, where would it stop? Where would it stop? Where then people create new teams out of nothing, billionaires? Would the Chinese team start coming in? Would Russian team start coming in? Where would it end? Where would it start and where would it end? Because it would all be about money. Ooh. And then it would just be players just travelling all in the world, crazily amounts. It's just insane. I'm surprised there was no Chinese teams obviously screwed up for that one, to be honest with you. Because they were all spending billions of pounds in players, weren't they? Actually, I think, I think a few of them are going to do it out of business because it's just spending too much and can't can uh-huh. cope with the losses. Um, uh-huh. It's just, as you mentioned about um, Spurs and Arsenal and guys like that, there's no one... They've done, they've done nothing. They're not super cops. See, if you want to talk about super cops, as that guy says, this guy, I can't mind, is it Cavi Sobercall or something, the guy on Sky Sports? Uh, he put a tweet that says, yes, AC Milan's Celtic, Man United, they're all super cops. I, Celtic, might not be a super cop when it comes to finance, but I, but you're going to European Cup. So, it's not, I, 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 I do get it. Meaning, how can Arsenal, as uh, I've got a comment for JP in the live team, it's true what he says, they've got to laugh. Arsenal and Spurs can't beat Sheffield and Burnley and West Brom, but then they're better going to Super League and expect to beat AC Milan every week. It just doesn't work out. And as fans, you're laughing like, how can you? How can that happen? Because that means they'll then go and sign more players to cope with the demand to play two, three games a week. Bonkers. Aye. It's it's just insane. I, I just I don't get it at all. It's just insanity, mate. The money. I mean. It's all obviously these rich guys and they're talking about it's just what I invest in it and they want to spend four billion pounds just to get it started. Four billion pounds just to get it started. Where where did that where would that leave you? As football. It just doesn't I don't know. Football has became sick in it. As we were growing up as youngsters, it was a poor man's sport. No, it's I don't think as you get older. You couldn't go and take a full family of 40 a game. You think about it. It is far too much money. The money is just obscene. It's still, it's still hard to take the news in Scotland. See, like, for toxic, just for toxic, me and you, me and you are no season my holders and we want to take, just for toxic, I, I've not got a win, right? You've got a win. You take your win, I take my win, right? So, just say, it's, I'm, I'm 29 pounds here versus Habs and the wins maybe 15, right? So, you're talking, just say, just say 70, 70 quid for three, four tickets, right? You may get a pint, I'll get a pint, you'll get a programme, you'll get the way a, a pie, a coat, whatever. You spend at least a half pound before you've even put your pet on your motor, before you even get a taxi. And, and, that, and that's you going just for a day out. So imagine doing that every week, especially doing so. It's about eight quid a ticket for Arsenal. I know, I know, exactly. So, so if it's eight quid for a Premier League game, what's it going to be for a Super League game? 150 quid? And that's, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get tickets for that. That's, that'd be just like I'd be a bar or something you, it? You, well UEFA's a part to blame for this right the Champions League and all that because they started the top four teams in the, all these leagues like England you just need to make the top four and you get straight into the Champions League but Celtic who won the league in Scotland need to play four qualifiers and even Holland need to play two qualifiers the winners of the Hall, Dutch League and Ajax have won the Champions League three times and then you've got as he says, teams in Russia, teams in the Germany League, 
they've got to finish, they finish fourth, they get straight in. So UEFA started all this. Now UEFA can play about a Super League. UEFA should have extended the Champions League a long time ago and gave teams like Celtic, Feyenoord, and like a chance to qualify rather than giving them four different qualifiers. It's insane, mate. So they're, they're, they're part to blame it all and all. UEFA and FIFA. Now they don't like it that somebody else maybe must learn on their, their stuff. So that's that's another point. They've Hopefully this wakes them up to it and they start to look at it and go, well, we need to look at things now and say, because at the end of the day, if they did join a Super League, they'd be left with your Celtics, your Andalics, your Ajaxes. They wouldn't have these Super teams left. So oh, hopefully it wakes you up to it. I just think it's just going to be crazy when it comes to it. Obviously, your, your tickets and everything else. But I like the way, see the way, they, as you mentioned, Bayern Munich and Dortmund that have said no to it. I just love the way the German football is. I know it might not, people might say it might not be the best of standards, but you get free bus travel now to the games if you get a ticket, which is brilliant. Uh, it's it's superb. And back. it's brilliant. I don't know why they can't do it here. I just, there's something, things like that, I don't know if it's probably because they're getting better TV deals and stuff like that. They have got, obviously. Which makes it, but they're making about the Cubs, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> no, on the live stream, I says, says it's about £150. He <laughs> says £150. If it says fucking brilliant, my boy. Obviously, maybe I'm, I'm taking your piss, but I'm just meaning yeah. as an example, if you're paying 80 quid for Arsenal and Burnley, what are you going to pay for Arsenal and Racing One in a Super League? Are they going to double the prices? Are they going to treble? I mean, it's going, it's how, going how would you be getting to? Getting to that all the time if it was every Wednesday night. The Champions League is what you go three games a three month away in the Champions League and the group stages and maybe maybe go to five games a five, six months if your team's done well and you can afford that. Can you imagine every Wednesday night trying to fly to St. Petersburg, to Berlin, to everywhere in Europe? As you say, is it a Super, super League? It'd be insane. It's not just that. As you mentioned, say it was Arsenal and just say it was Zenit, right? If, I know Zenit, I know I don't they're even involved in it, but just say it was. Say they're playing in Russia and then the Wednesday, then they're playing again the Saturday or the Sunday, and that's going to be... Every, and then back to Wednesday night. I don't know how long that... I don't know how... Obviously, I don't know the ingenuity in the full structure. I know it's just been spoken about, but is it going to be once a week? Once every three weeks? Once every five weeks? They were talking about every Wednesday night or Tuesday night, weren't they? That's what the talk was. So, so what happens if the FA Cup, the Carling Cup or the Carball Cup? We, we, it's, well, you see it, Man, Man City Man City put a weekend team out against Chelsea that night because they were too busy concentrating in the league and the, they just they don't care really about the, the, these tournaments anymore. It's crazy, mate, isn't it? It's sad to see. It's sad that's to see. That's it. I just thought I'd highlighted me because I know a lot of people have got a lot of opinions about it. Um, people obviously may support it. Um, but obviously the last wee bit about us, mate, um, obviously Aberdeen's came up, other, other fixtures came up, which is obviously your prognosis at the end of the season. Watching it like that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, mate. It's just to hopefully see one bright spark through, a young boy coming through. Um, that's about it. Um, because there's no much more really. This season has just been an absolute shambles from start to finish. It's the first time in 10 years we've went without winning a trophy and we've went out with a whimper really this season. And I want to see a squad assembled with a manager in place that's ready to rescue 
fight back for everything that we've lost. Because it is hard to get running to trophies. And I know the players will be hurt. I'm going to lie, I'm sick. I'm going to be sick Aye, soon with a, a trophy. But see, as soon as it's the left and it's done, right, next season we move on. But Aye. as you mentioned, considering how much we've been domination, it's going to be hard to see them left on our title. Yeah. But I think that's just a general consensus. Sometimes um, we just need a wake-up call. I think that's a problem. We've been spoiled too much recently. Well, as as Sutton says, I did I did like Sutton again during the week. He was honest, um, and he was saying, um, "Well, the last time this happened, look who they go. Look what happened to mm. Rangers." Then he says, "So I think he has says he's actually out are going to have a big response." And I, I think what the fans are due, and I think the players are maybe due. I know to give somebody. I'm not going to say Neil Lennon didn't know what he's doing because obviously he's a manager and he's he's won, he's had success, but he was coming away where I think he was just losing his way and I think we need somebody to come in, take care of the reins and go, yeah, listen, these are good players, but let's, let's get his going. Right. And I think that's what, I, obviously it's going to be a big beat ball, but I think we just need a few more players to get us in a better manager and just give a, as you say, a, a big break. A lift. A lift, uh, um, again, mate, lift. I just think, hopefully, as you mentioned, Don McKay will be on his 50th last day of the day. Um, uh, I just hope, again, there's a lot of work going behind the scenes and we'll just see what the next few games brings, mate. But again, Robert, thanks for joining me. And I'll see you right. Hell, hell. Cheers, mate. Hell, hell. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.